0: I do just, I do really want to just um, encourage you tonight. 2021 is going to be a year where God calls us to be strong and courageous. Amen. You know, when doesn't he? But I feel like now is time, is a greater time than any other time to step into that. And I just want to look at a couple things and I. You know, I I released the Word last week and kind of put it all out there over social media just to write it out so that people could see it, but I realized that 5 was an overwhelming theme, and knowing that um, 20, 21 equals 5, I realized that the the Lord has a grace on what He's going to do through you this year, amen? Amen. That grace is an ability to do things that you haven't done before and that he's going to give you an encouragement and the ability to step into the things that you have not stepped into in previous paths that you'll step into in this season. And and I want you to just be encouraged by that because I truly feel like five is a number and the fullness of God is, it shows us the fullness of God's expression on the earth and that's going to be you. Amen. The five fold ministry, the five clouds, the five kingdoms coming, the, the mountains that that I saw. I just really feel like that's an overwhelming theme right now. And uh, how do we get there? That means that every one of us is called to take our spot. Ready? What, what does alignment look like? That means like you get in the place where God's about to pour out on you. And you, when you get into that place, He begins to. Overflow on you because you're aligned with what he's doing, and we're hearing what he's doing, and we're stepping into what he's doing. So, this is all going to be uh, pre game things that I'm telling you right now, okay? But I want you to let love be perfected in you this year. That's what I'm asking the Lord for that love would be completely perfected in my life, that my, my life would reveal the fullness of who he is through the love that's revealed through me. I, I don't think that anyone that I pray for that when I pray for the sick and they recover and I see that, I know that the love of God is flowing through me. When I pray for deliverance, for someone to get set free and and when I just do things, we went out last week with Henry, we were just doing things, doing the, the good works of the gospel. It's just out of the love of, of God that we do things, that we set our hands to things and and I truly believe that this year, God is, listen, it's out with the old and in with the new and I want to just have a brand new palette to step and allow God to paint a brand new picture for what it's going to look like in this new season. I'm, I'm, I'm really done with all the things that have been going on in 2020, but I'm not complaining because I look at all the great things that he did in me, and he's done in you. Now, people, some people they have gotten, they've stumbled and they can't get up. But I'm telling you, that's not you. God's called you to a place where you're, you're rising and you're overcoming. And even in the crazy conditions that we're living in now, God's using his grace that's sufficient for you. That even in the weakness and even in the, uh, the, the places where we're unable to do certain things, God's done amazing things, regardless of what the conditions are. Amen. And that's how he works always, isn't it? Yeah. I realize that that's how he works. So I just want you to, 1 John 4, verse 17, and this is all preliminary, guys, so you don't even have to go there. You can get it later, but 1 John 4, verse 17 says, love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Now, my wife didn't know what I was preaching tonight, just to let you know. She lives with me. She's been married to me for 30 years, almost, almost. We'll go 27, but the reality is that she didn't know anything I was going to say today, and so I'm just cueing you guys in on that, and that that encourages me. So just love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so we are in the world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. And I just want to hit a couple words in that. Perfected, when he first says that, love has been perfected among us in this. It means this, been made genuine or successfully full. And boldness is referring to courage and change. Ready? So we want we want to see God release a greater boldness on our lives, so that we can be perfected in love. <laughs> because the next word says that I become what? Perfect. Perfect means complete. So there's two words for perfected and com- and perfect. Right? That one is talking about being made genuine and succeeding fully, and the other is this, that we're being made complete and perfect. You're perfect just like your heavenly Father is perfect. Oh, come on. Someone take that. Really, all that Christ has done in you and he looks at you through the blood of Jesus, the Father looks at you and he sees the blood of Jesus, he sees the perfect Son. And all we see is faults and where we fall and where we come short and all those things. But I'm telling you tonight, God wants to cast out all fear. And that means this, throwing and hurling and chucking it and making it go as far away from us as possible. How many want to get rid of every fear that's in your life? Every place of anxiety, every place where we're we're stopped and we're paralyzed because it stops you from moving ahead. Because we become afraid of the conditions around us And we're not settled right We're not sitting right We're not looking a certain way But God wants to throw all that stuff away It's a fetter it's a, it, He wants us to let it fall The word is actually that it falls away like fetters yeah. That it becomes It unbuckles off of you Why? Because you're now wearing the, the, the yoke of Christ And his burden is easy And yoke is light We know that, right? Right? So I, I just want to just really hit on some things tonight. And I'm going to use um, Abraham as our model, okay? I could have used David. I could have used any, anyone. But I like Abraham. Why? Because he fulfilled all the things that he did. He became the, the father of all of us, right? And and the reality is that he walked his life out as a picture for us. Not so that, listen, I, re, I realize some things about The Abrahamic covenant that we stepped into And remember I prophesied about a covenant Because I I truly believe that the Lord gave me the word for the year Was about covenant and breakthrough and opening And and not stopping, not quitting, not being afraid But pushing through And I don't don't particularly like to go to war (laughs) But sometimes the Lord is just saying You have to fight for what you're going to get sometimes and, and while I truly believe that everything's been given to us, in fullness, sometimes we have to go after a portion of it to get the, the absolute, all of it, right? And so I just felt like the Lord was saying this. The Spirit, uh, I felt like the Spirit was speaking to me and said, guard your heart so that, you can, so that I can energize your steps. I'll say it again. Guard your heart so that I can energize, so that I can put power, so that I can put strength in your steps. Because what happens is when, we, when our hearts become hard or our hearts become offended, all these things cause us to stumble and not move forward. We don't have... It, how many, when they get discouraged, feel like running? <laughs> I'll just talk about physically, right? If I, if I don't feel like... I'm not feeling it. You ready? <laughs> right? I'm not feeling it. I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to go exercise. I don't want to go push my body because I could just stay home and eat potato chips and sit in front of my computer. That, that's not allowed. That's illegal in my house. But, but the reality is this, that the Holy Spirit wants us to be in this posture that even when we don't feel it, we step into it, right? Because how many know if I just go exercise, I'm going to feel better after anyway, or at least pretend I do, You know, sometimes it's just one of those things that you just get there, just show up. And this is what the Lord was speaking to me earlier in the year, just keep showing up. It's something that uh, one of my brothers, my elder brothers say to me, just keep showing up, brother, you're doing great. (laughs) And I I feel encouraged by that because if we just keep showing up and allowing the Lord to do a work in us, then we're going to see fruit. I promise you, you'll see fruit if you just keep showing up and say, God, not, come on, we don't want to be in that place where, where, the, where our lives are like, come on, drudgery, and we're going through routine all the time because routine stinks. Listen, pastoring a church, I don't like routine. I don't like, like, I would like to see, I don't know what I, expe- I, don't know what I expect sometimes. Like I expect people to just begin to prophesy to one another and just just begin to there be a, an easy flow of the Holy Ghost. And we're not all just like, you know, we just get like immobile. And so the Lord's calling the church not to be immobile, but mobile. And I know sometimes that comes when it's when we're outside of our zone and or, or our comfort place. And don't worry, I'm going to get you uncomfortable by the end of this. But the reality is He's going to bring us there where we need to go. Yeah, amen. And so because we guard our hearts, our steps will be energized. And the opposite is true. Like I was just saying, if we if we don't guard our heart, you're going to be lethargic in the Spirit. You're going to not want to be motivated to do anything. And And again, I You know, it's the worst thing to have to get up here and rah, rah, rah. Motivate people, right? Who wants to do that your whole life? Come on. I don't mind motivating people. I really don't. But, you know, it's good when you just begin to see it flourish and people move and people stepping out and getting excited and really just thriving because they're just excited about what God's doing. So we're going to be like that in 2021. Promise, overwhelmed with it. Yeah. It's just going to be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you don't guard your heart where the issues of life flow, then you become lethargic. I already said that, but could, these things are the same concerning the spirit, right? So, your spirit, the natural and the spirit. I just talked about the gym and those things, but I feel like in the same way, exercise your spiritual strengths. Exercise your gifts, strengthen your gifts You can't strengthen your gift unless you exercise it Right? All right. I'm not even in my message yet But the reality is true I feel like the Holy Spirit wants us to focus On not being exuberant in gifts But enjoying the journey And allowing Him to come in and just wreck us So that we can receive more from Him and God wants you to grab hold of your gift, plural, because everyone has more than one gift in this place. You probably have multiple gifts that you've yet even to step into or even realize or recognize, right? So I just want to talk about separation because when we separate from the things of God, from things, God, just comma, God, when we separate from things, God begins to open up new revelation to us. What are we separating from? Ready? When we follow Jesus, how many are following Jesus? How many are following Jesus? I need every hand to go up in. If not, we'll get you down here. I really, when we're following Jesus, he says, follow me, take up your cross. There's always something that he calls us to put down. So that we can follow him. Ask the apostles. I started thinking about this even uh, yesterday afternoon. When he called the fisherman, when he called the guy who was the tax collector, Levi, right? When he called all these guys, they weren't, it wasn't like, thus saith the Lord, you're an apostle. <laughs> Are you hearing me? Yeah. It wasn't, thus saith the Lord, John, you're an evangelist. It wasn't any of that. Thus saith the Lord, you have, you know, <laughs> of course he was the Lord. But do you understand what I'm saying? He didn't have to prophesy to them their gifts. They just walked with him and watched him work. And when he worked, they worked with him. And so this is what I want us to be focused on this year. Like, enjoy your journey. Oh, my goodness. You have to enjoy your journey. If you're not enjoying yourself, you need to do something else or go somewhere else. I, that's how I empty church. But you understand what I'm saying? No. You understand what I'm saying? Like, this is, this is reality for me. I want you to enjoy yourself and engage with God to your fullest capacity. I don't want you to sit back and, and, and go to sleep. Who wants sleepy Christians? You, you shouldn't be friends with sleepy Christians. Well, I know, that sounded bad. Sorry, everyone online. You understand what I'm saying? That God wants to pull you into something greater. And sometimes you have to drag the sleepy Christians with you. But God's trying to wake us up so that we'll walk in that way and you are a light and you change the atmosphere all around you. Right? You're the fire that changes the temperature. Okay? So I just want to, uh, just a couple things, just as we're talking about Abraham, I don't want us to get too focused on the list that I'm about to give you. <laughs> How's that sound? It's kind of weird. But I want you to, because there's freedom, because here we go, ready? Romans four sixteen said, Therefore, it is of faith that, we, that it might be according to, to grace so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but to those who are of the faith of Abraham. And then it, then it goes on to say, another verse says, the blessing of Abraham's faith is now our blessing too. Everyone say, the blessing of Abraham is mine. You have to know that. You have to acknowledge that everything that Abraham was blessed with, you've been given. And you've been engrafted into the vine. Right? How many know that he wasn't Jewish? He wasn't Jewish. <laughs> I'm telling you, newsflash. Abraham wasn't Jewish. Israel was the nation. Okay? Who was Jacob? Everyone knows, right? Abraham came out of idol worshiping, moon loving people. That's just to give you a background here, all right? So we're going to just talk about what... I'm going to talk about things that we're going to separate from so that we can step into something. Something good, not bad. (laughs) How many want to step in something bad? No. We want to step into what's good. 2021 is the year where you step into the new good thing. 2021, you have to have a mindset, no matter what happens around you, you're going to step out of the old and into the new, okay? So we want to separate from the familiar and the comfortable, so we're discarding traditions, we're discarding boundaries, unhealthy boundaries, right? God always has a boundary, right? He always has things that he wants us to step in, to live in, and I wholeheartedly believe he wants to stretch you. How many want to be stretched? Yeah. Good. Raise your hands. Everyone around the room. You want God to stretch you. We don't grow unless God stretches us. I promise. You will not grow unless you allow him to pull you and, and tug you into a different form. <laughs> you know, that we like our form. But God's trying to break form so that he can move us into the stretch. So, I know in my own walk He's challenged me, right? And I'll just give, give a couple examples. Like I've known when, when I, I can remember the first time He came on me with the Spirit of Prophecy. And I had the, the guy who I was with, it was actually at, you, at, your, old, at your old church at the, uh, yeah, Castalo's, uh, not, in Boston, Boston Christian Assembly. Yeah, Castalo. So, I felt the spirit of prophecy come on me, and I was scared to death. And the the guy I was traveling with said, please be obedient and release, because he knew there was a word in the the room. And I'm like, I'm like feeling hot flashes. Like, I'm like, I am not. I'm about to pass out. And and it was all about something that he was going to preach. It was about uh, um, God wants to set... Uh, God wants worship, it was just simple. It was just like, you know, Mary had a little lamb, honestly. It was really, really simple. It was about worship. It was just about worship, encouraging people to worship. And his whole message was on Paul and Silas releasing worship in the prison. And I was like, and you know, finally. But poor Matt, oh my goodness. I remember he was my twin, kind of looking like my older brother. But the reality was his he exhorted me to do things. And so sometimes you're gonna have to encourage people around you, ready to step out and stretch. Husbands encourage your wives. Wives encourage your husbands. Come on, somebody. Everyone, you you should have friends that you can pull on that God wants to challenge you to grow. Okay, so we're going to set our hearts to separate from tradition and boundaries and all these things that keep us hedged in and not growing in God. Promise. Amen? Okay, it's, it's, it's this, it's, it's Philippians 3.12 where Paul said this, he said, not that I've already attained or imperfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that which Christ has also laid hold of me. Oh, that's a good verse for you. Yeah. See, Jesus has already got it for you. He's already made a way for us. And he's just saying, come, follow me, because when you follow me and grab hold of my belt, I'll pull you into brand new things. And so the Holy Spirit wants us to be those that continue to just give ourselves to following Jesus. Oh, that's all we have to do is follow him. And God wants to separate us so that we can do that. Separate us from the familiar Lord so that we can walk in a new way. Listen, revelation is nothing that comes outside of Scripture. Revelation, I wasn't even going here. Revelation is the things that we don't understand, that we cannot see. That means I can read the Bible, we've talked about this in the past, I can read the Bible and not see a thousand things, and every time I look at it, it has a different look. Because God wants to continually open, but it doesn't go outside of Scripture. Hello. It's always in the Word. I don't care if I have a dream, I don't care if I have a prophetic experience. If I have weird prophetic things happen to me, I ask the Lord, God, I need you to show me what this looks like in Scripture. I constantly do that. And sometimes I've I've released things before I even understood the fullness of it. But the Lord wants us to grab hold of that and listen, separate yourself so that he can do unlimited things in you. Okay, because if we bound ourselves in tradition and all the old ways and you know, where we like to sit and don't want to get, you know, shaken up and we don't, no, it's okay where you're sitting. I just, do you understand what I'm saying? Because we get comfortable. We get our space. We get, you know, I'm used to here and I don't want to go there. Yes. Right? We just mess everyone up. We just went, <laughs> switch. Everyone switch. Like, what if I did that in the middle of a message? Everyone would be like, take my stuff I'd be shop. Anyway. The second thing, right? The second thing is this. Same, we want to separate ourselves from things that have been familiar ties to our hearts and our souls. So the Lord looks to see if we separate our hearts from those things which we have so tied ourselves that, listen, it can be, it can be family members. I don't even want to. I don't even want to go there. But it can be family members, right? <laughs> Come on, it can be family members. It can be uh, ties to our hearts. The, uh, we want to go back to an old state of mind. God is trying to remove the old. This is why this year is so important. Ready? We can't. I can't get in a rut of I'm afraid. Every believer that's, that's going to hear my voice through this message, you cannot sit in this place of being afraid of what might happen when you go out or when you go into a store or where you, where you participate in things. This is, this is insanity. It's crazy. And so don't, what I'm saying is don't get used to it and don't get tied to it. Because this is the whole mental warfare of what's happening right now. is The, the enemy's trying to get us sucked into a position where we, where we begin to get tied into a mindset so that we can't go anywhere without being fearful. And he has not given you a spirit of fear, but of love and power and a sound mind. So just stay in that place, right? And, and, and some of us, some believers want to stay in a, a spiritual impoverished mentality. Now just listen to me. The bondage on all of us from connecting, and listen, don't get me wrong, I'm going to speak some things now, okay? But there are, there are people that you hang around with that God's saying don't spend so much time there. Once in a while with coffee is okay. And some of us are called to minister. And, and if you're sitting outside of this, not, uh, this is why I don't want you to get me wrong. There are places where we settle and we live That we're never called to settling. Are you hearing me? And the reality is we need to expand our crowd and go up. Not down. Because we get tied to old people that we hang out with. They can be believers. They can maybe not be believers. I just want you to be conscious of this thing so that you don't get stuck in a rut. It's important. Don't live below the level that God's called you to. He's calling you to a higher level. And I'm not saying that we don't minister to people. Listen to me. I'm saying that God wants to call you to a higher place. That means you need to get your mind out of the old and put your mind towards the new. And, and some of you are called to just blend in everywhere. And that's, you know, some of you are people that are called to go in. Some of you, you're, you become transformed. In a bad way, in the opposite way, you become transformed and not walk right because you're hanging around with people that aren't walking right. You got it. All right? And I I don't want to spend too much time there, but this is, you know, Job 17, 9 says this, Yet the righteous will hold to his way, but he who has clean hands will be stronger and stronger. That's a good word. New Living Translation says, the righteous keep moving forward. And what I don't want us to, what I want you to have a mindset of, yeah, you want to minister to as many people as you can, but some of you, here's, here's, I'm going to say it one more time, we get stuck in the same crowd that's only trying to pull us down. People, listen, I'll tell you this right now, I had family members when I got saved, I came out of a horrific background, you guys could be like, (laughs) who's pastoring me? The reality is, I came out of, of drugs and alcohol. My whole brain, my mindset, I was depravity. That's all I'm going to say. I was not a good individual. And when I got saved, some of my family members were like, oh, he's, now he's a fundamentalist. <laughs> I was just reviewing this the other day. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, my life is, I'm not a train wreck anymore, but now you're criticizing me because I'm a Christian. That's messed up. And so I just want you to have this mindset that God wants to pull you higher. Don't let anyone else's opinion shape who you are. And you have to separate yourself from certain people. Not saying completely, but you have to separate yourself from people that are trying to drag you down or, and we'll get into competing with you in a minute, but the reality is that's a, a truth as well. So, separate yourself from things that have been familiarized to your heart and your soul. That was that one. This one, this next one, separate yourself from compromise. And this is an easy one, right? But we see Pharaoh, and and I just want to, I just want to see, just say in Genesis 13, we see that, and those two are from chapter 12. And I'm not going to go through all the scriptures because it'll take too much time. But uh, Genesis chapter 12, just separate yourself from compromise, which is Genesis 13, where Pharaoh is sent. Remember, he goes into Pharaoh's court. He lies about his wife. Says, that's not my wife. And then a curse comes on the whole camp. And he throws them out. Well, you know, he had to separate. Why? Because he got thrown out. Not because he chose to. But the reality is that the Egypt is the world system, and if you're living in that worldview, you'll have trouble trying to live in the kingdom culture. Are you hearing me? There's going to be a, you're going to have a difficult time living in a kingdom culture if you have a worldly mindset. And God's trying to remove the compromise out of the church right now, and that's what I believe. This is the great thing. I'm going to just say it. Thank you, Jesus. That because of actually some of this, it's, it's routing out the worldly mindset that some of the churches had in walking with God and what church looks like and how we, how we pertain, how we, how we live in church and what, what we do in church and what that looks like and, and how the show is and is it feeding our flesh? Is it, you know, it, you understand? And so the Holy Spirit wants us to live from this place where we set ourselves apart from compromise and move, right? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, it opposes the kingdom. That all opposes the kingdom, okay? And so when, when we doubt God's provision, ready? Because God wants to bring provision in a time of famine, you can't alter your course to try and manipulate the situations around you. And that comes, we begin to compromise, when it comes, we begin to compromise. And God, the Holy Spirit, that doesn't please the Holy Spirit. So remember, Romans four twenty says this, He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but he was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. That means he believed God no matter what the conditions were. Right? And we look at, we look at some of what Abraham did, and we say, wait a minute, he wasn't walking in faith. <laughs> right? all the things that were kind of wacky about Abraham's life. And then we go, how's he the father of faith? You know, the Holy Spirit wants us to live from this place where he, he's alive inside of us and we see all the things that he's doing on the earth. And there, is, there are pictures from Abraham's life that we have to say, what? If he called him the father of faith, I can make it. <laughs> Come on. You can make it. You're going to make it because he's helped you to see the reality. I'm not going to go that way. I'm not going to walk in that way. But here's the thing. He did not waver at the promise of God. Don't waver at what God has already said. Don't waver at what he's spoken to you in the past. It must come to pass. It will come to pass for you. So and then number four here is some people are happy living low. And you need to separate yourself from that. So here's the deal. Remember, Abraham was with Lot. And Lot, man, he made a mess. Lot began to make a mess in a lot of different areas. Remember, they were together. And, and the, the sheep, there was no room for the sheep and the, and the goats. And the, there was always conflict. So they began to have problems. Abraham said, I'm going that way. Remember, he, got, uh, he took he took them out of that place and so there had to be a separation from Lot and some people we hang around and this, is the, this kind of reflects on the first one I told you but it says, I realize that God's trying to separ- separate you from these people that you hold on to and some of these people are separating from you and you still try to bring them back in. Mm. You can say amen or ouch, Whatever. But the reality is that I know this: that the Lord is trying to get you to live from a higher place, and He doesn't want you living low. No, He wants you to rise above, and He doesn't want you, He wants to separate you from people who are living low. That again, don't misconstrue what I'm saying. That doesn't mean we don't minister to people. That mean, doesn't mean we don't go to people and help people. That doesn't mean any of that. But if you begin to park there and begin to live there, and you begin to be affected by that type of because how many know that people carry atmospheres? Yeah, and so you don't want to be around people that are carrying a negative atmosphere. <laughs> some some of your friends, all they do is complain, and God doesn't want you to live in the, in the land of complaint. Number five is separating us from competing with success. That sounds weird, but I'm going to show you something because remember when Abraham went to go, again, he went to go get Lot out of a mess. I think it's chapter 14. He's, Abraham refuses the spoil of Sodom and gives him back to the king. Oh, come on, you got to catch this. He takes all the spoil to get, lay, get Abraham out of a mess and actually the king of Sodom says to him, just give me the people and you can take all the stuff. And what did he say? Remember the story. He goes, he goes to him and says this. He says, no, no. Lest they might think that God didn't prosper me. That the king of Sodom helped prosper Abraham. No. I'm telling you, there's something on that. And, and the Lord wants us to understand that, listen, he brought all the tithe. To Melchizedek, so what's going to separate us from competing and 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 competing for success or going after success? And I don't say that God doesn't want to flourish you or prosper you or bring favor on your life, but you got to be careful. Of again, it goes back to where your heart is, right? The Lord wants to prosper you, but He wants to prosper you, not by any other means other than other than Himself. And so I believe 2021 is going to show true to us how the, how, the, how the favor, how the prosperity, how the things that we begin to step into, and it doesn't have to even be money. It's the things that God begins to give you and allow you to steward in this time. What's he giving you to steward in this time? He wants you to steward himself well, and he will bring favor on your life. He brings favor. You don't position yourself for favor. I'm talking tonight about alignment with God's power and presence. I'm not talking about positioning yourself for a platform. Hello? Okay. Remember this. uh, Privilege, anointing, and favor will bring opportunity to get wealth. Privilege, I said opportunity, I meant anointing. Opportunity. Privilege, anointing, and favor will bring opportunity to get wealth. That's what I meant to say. And then remember that God will provide unlimited wealth to those who seek first the kingdom. What's wealth look like? Oh, is he preaching a prosperity gospel right now? (laughs) I'm telling you, God wants to prosper you where you are, and we just need to position ourselves with the Lord and allow the anointing to come on our lives so that we can be fulfilled in all good things that God has given to us, and the stewardship and how we do those things where he positions you, he positions you, begins to flourish. Some of you put down the thing that you've been flourishing in. get quiet on some of this, it's okay 1 Samuel chapter 2 says this, it says the Lord spends the, sorry, the Lord sends poverty and wealth and he humbles and exalts oh the Lord sends it the Lord sends poverty and wealth and he humbles and he exalts here's what I want to see happen with every one of us. We go into the presence of God in humility and allow Him to come and prosper us in every way. Don't, and don't tell me you don't want to prosper. (laughs) Don't you, come on, somebody in this place wants to prosper. I'm telling you, there's this this place that the Holy Spirit wants to bring us that we are such good stewards with the, the one thing that He gave you. And I want you to think about these things tonight because God has given you something and he wants you to steward that well. And sometimes it's just being a humble servant and allowing the Lord to blow on it. Number six. Separate, separate ourselves from the works of the flesh and ways that seem right. Oh, what seems right to a man usually leads to death, and we all have these things in our heads. And I talked about this a little last week, but the rea- I truly believe that we th- we try to get a plan in our head on what it's going to look like up ahead, and God is saying, "Listen, would you empty yourself of that thing because that thing becomes a work of the flesh?" Remember Abraham, and he had a promise. And he tried to work it out in his own flesh. And what, was the produ- what did he produce? Ishmael. And God is calling the body of Christ no longer to produce Ishmael, but Isaac. And Isaac was the son of promise. Isaac was the one that was promised from, from the beginning that he would have a son. So I'm going to say stop trying to make it happen. Whatever it is, stop trying to make it happen. And allow the Lord to work in your life and in your situation. It... Lest the Lord builds the house, we labor in vain. If the Lord doesn't build not just this house, but every other house within this house, we labor in vain. It's all vanity. And God wants to blow the wind of, the, of, of his spirit in this hour on your life. He's looking for those who will, pu- who will posture themselves in humility so that his wind can come. And I'm telling you, God is releasing a divine wind. Galatians 5.16, and this I think is from the Passion Translation because it's really good. <laughs> As you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and the power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. Keep your mind, keep in mind that we who belong to Christ the Anointed One, have already experienced crucifixion. For everything connected to our self-life is put to death on the cross and crucified with, with Messiah. We must live in the Holy Spirit. And follow after him. And I just want to say this again. Jesus called us to follow him. He called the fishermen to lay down their nets. <laughs> and, and this can, see, sometimes believers can take this as an unhealthy, it, it can go in an unhealthy way. Because we think that we drop everything, we, we leave our jobs, and everyone's called to the ministry. That is not true. Can I just say that? I know, we all want to spend 80 hours with Jesus a week. I know. But the reality is that we have to step into the place where God has called us so that the fulfillment of what he's called us to, as we give up, put our hands to the things that he's given to us, then things begin to f- prosper and flow. And all of us are looking for our way out. You know what happens is when we try and maneuver and manipulate the end leads to a dead end. Really, we always end up in a dead end because I I feel like I've tried certain things in my life. This is how it's going to work. Talk myself into it. And the Lord says, eh, breaks, and then I go this way. And he'll say, eh. I'm telling you, he's good at hemming us in. He's really good at hemming us in where we need to be and the right time. And I want you to just be encouraged tonight because the Holy Spirit, as you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and the power of the Spirit, as you yield fully, oh, come on, God wants you to be completely given over to that thing. And so, and then the last thing, which is the hardest thing, is to let go of the promise. Remember, he went up to the mountain with Isaac, and he put him, and 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 his son says, "Father, where's the, where's the offering? The Lord will provide. You're it right now. Yeah, can you imagine?" And sometimes we just, we just can't let go of certain things. Listen, I have to be honest. Raising my kids, you have to get to a point where I just, you just let them go. It's just crazy. Because at some point with my daughter and my son, I was just like, they're, they're at that point. I, I can't sway their decisions anymore. You, you, you raise your kids to a certain point, and then you got to let them go. Right? So so there's, there's this beautiful picture that God wants to bring us. He wants us to be willing to believe God will raise everything from the dead. In 2021, are you going to believe God to raise the dead? Yeah. Yeah. In your situations, like in things that you've been believing God for, but he needs to raise the dead. And he wants to raise those things up to life. And he wants you to believe that no matter what happens, if that thing dies, I'm going to bring it back to life. And that you live from a place of expecting a miracle in every situation. I'm telling you, God is wanting to do something in your life this year that will increase your faith in such a way that you're so dependent upon Him that you're relying on Him to raise things from the dead and bring things to life that have been dead for so many years. And you just let it go, let it go. Because we don't like to let it go. Just let it go. Whatever it is. Amen. And then I, I just... <laughs> I had this picture of actually the gym I go to. Remember, wasn't, wasn't that the picture? Of, wasn't that the commercial? I put the, I lift things up and put them down. <laughs> is that the one? Yeah. Planet of fitness? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of that today because what happens, this is we do this really well. We pick it up. And God says, put it down. We put it down. We pick it back up. <laughs> Put it down. You understand what I'm saying? God wants us to get out of these cycles of picking the thing back up. Let him do it. Let the Lord do it. Don't pick it up. Put it down. You can't pick it up anymore. The Lord is saying, don't pick it up. Allow me to lift it. Allow me to bring it up. Allow me to raise it from the dead. Allow me to bring it back to life. Allow me to step in and move everything out of the way that you can go directly to the place that you call home. Because we're all trying to find the place where we're like satisfied. Can I, can I cue you in on something? You will never get there till the end of the race. Oh, I promise you. I promise you, and I don't mean that, to be like, we're always looking for something else. But God says, just follow the course, just run the race, just continue to pursue me and watch what I do because I'll move things out of the way. And I'm not saying that you won't step into the, the, the calling or the, or, the, or the business that you've been believing for or the, or the things that, that you've been absolutely believing God for. I'm saying this, that when you allow him to clear the path, you'll step there, you'll get there and you go, there's something more. Wow. I know this for every cycle of my life. I get there and I go, wow, there's something more. And then I get a new word and a fresh word from God, and it begins to come to fulfillment, and I go, wow, this is good, but there's more. So it's never-ending, and if you, if you come to a place where you just get satisfied and lean in, and you're, you're leaning back, I'm sorry. Pray for awakening. Pray God that wakes you up and shakes you so that you come out of it, because I, I'm not saying don't be satisfied in all things, but I am saying this, that when you think you've arrived God's bringing you to another place if you just ask. Yes. Amen? Amen. Amen? Romans 4. I don't know. I could stay in Romans 4. Chapter uh, 20 again in 21, but it says, he did not waver in, at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened and given glory to God and even being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. And that is such a powerful verse, if you can take that tonight. That, listen, God wants to perform something in your life. And he's looking and he's waiting for you to come into an alignment so that he can do it. And the, the desire of your heart, he knows the, desi- the desires of your heart. He knows where you're, where you're supposed to be at the end of the race. He knows where you're going. And not that we don't posture ourselves to hear the Holy Spirit and follow him, but I'm telling you, we've got to (laughs) relax. Someone said that to me. (laughs) (laughs) Just relax. I promised the Lord this year that I'm just going to relax and enjoy the ride. Because I get like, I just like I'm a machine. Like it's never enough driven in a point right and god the lord's like will you just rest and allow me to blow on this thing and watch what happens and everyone in this room god's saying listen i'm going to blow on what you believing for what you're believing for but you just need to posture yourself where you are and where you're planted and allow the roots to grow and that i can nourish the tree That's you. You're the tree. You're the tree of righteousness that God wants to fill and come on, the sap of God just be moving through you. So that what? That the the vats, we'll go back to the scripture I took the offering with. So that the vats are full. And there's an overflow. And the Lord wants you to move from overflow in this coming year. And don't get stuck. Please, please, don't get stuck in COVID land. Don't get stuck In politics land. Just don't. I'm believing for a great turnaround. I'm believing for that. I'm believing for swift turning. But it's not dependent upon the fulfillment of God in your life. So what I want to do, I want to take communion. Maybe Grace, you come help me. And I want you to be encouraged. I want you to leave encouraged tonight. You should be. The Holy Spirit wants you to step in and move into everything He's called you to. Just a couple thoughts. We're just going to watch the Lord, what He does. As we separate ourselves in a fresh way, coming into the new year, God's going to watch what he does. If you, just, if you just take what I've spoken as separating yourselves in a brand new way tonight into what God's doing and what he wants to do in your life, and then allowing the very things that you thought, just putting them down, don't pick them up. Just allow him to work. If we can just do that, watch what happens. If I just release it to God, He's going to do powerful things. He's going, to, He's going to show you what to do, and He's going to lead you and guide you. Listen, the gifts are just going to begin to flow. The Spirit of God, as you separate yourself and move yourself into position and to align with what the Lord's going to do this year, watch what happens. He's got everything under control. Lord God I thank you tonight I thank you for everyone in this room Lord allow your life to just flow through us in a great brand new way Lord we thank you for the unction of the Holy Spirit Lord I thank you that you're removing those things that are hindering us from moving ahead and moving into fullness I thank you that you're removing them right now I thank you God that as we abandon ourselves as we follow you in a deeper way in a greater way the increase of your kingdom begins to come and so we thank you for divine alignment tonight we're going to align with what you're doing and we stand in awe of what you're about to do knowing knowing you're going to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask think or imagine right now in these moments in your precious name God we thank you